Welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster. I'm your host Dave, and I'm joined as usual by Matt. Um, Cameron is not with us this episode, but uh, he'll be back again next time. So, Matt, how's it going? I'm good. I'm looking forward to this one. It's it's a bit it's a bit of a funny one because I suppose it's a bit controversial for us. This uh, you know, considering the title, it's because um, we don't want them obviously all destroyed. Yeah, otherwise we'll have a podcast, really. So <laughs> <laughs> we would be out of a podcast. Yeah, we better have a job that doesn't pay. <laughs> <laughs> it it takes it takes money. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so um as as Matt brought up, uh, we'll be taking a look at the nineteen sixty-eight film Destroy All Monsters. It's a mm. uh, a Japanese movie directed by Ishiro Honda. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, it's the it's well according to the wiki, it's the ninth entry in the original Godzilla series, which I didn't actually know that until I watched it. To be fair, um, it makes sense actually. Now I've now I've read that because obviously Godzilla is quite prominent in this one compared to some of the other monsters. Um, so I'll read a bit more. It's uh, so yeah, the film story features aliens known as Killax who have released the giant monsters from Monsterland and have planted mind control devices on the monsters to control them. That sounds quite a quite a funny uh, concept for the film, isn't it? That sounds really over the top. That sounds like a sci-fi film from the 1960s, doesn't it? It does. It's, it sounds pretty ambitious. I mean, <laughs> control the monsters. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just the Monsterland thing. I think it must have yeah, what, me up when I first so, heard it. So what is Monsterland? This was great. Yeah, it it it's so it's basically in a nutshell, put all the put all the monsters on an island <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> that's the that sort of sums it up really. I must admit when it, when they when I first heard it because obviously the Monsterland is uh, first described um by the the narrator because obviously the film starts with a with a narrator on it and uh, when I first heard Monsterland, I thought I just I honestly thought it was a theme park. You know, roll up, roll up, <laughs> come to Monsterland. It's just it, it just cracked me up. But yeah, it's, it's effectively an island with because um, I think looking at the notes on the wiki as well, they you know it was a film by Honda and uh, Takashi Kimura to introduce the concept of Monster Island into the film series. So they thought they would obviously do it in this film. Uh, what was your take on Monsterland? <laughs> um, so, so in the film, Monsterland is this—it's uh, a, a sort of a secluded island um, in an island chain off of the coast of Japan called Ogasawara, mm-hmm. and it—it it totally just looks like Jurassic Park. That's all I can think <laughs> of. It has um, like these magnetic walls, you know, to 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 keep the uh, the beasties in line. And from escaping the island, mm-hmm. um, they're all ostensibly controlled by this um, United Nations scientific committee. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it was great. Um, we, we do in later films, uh, it, it does come up again, this monster mm-hmm. land. Yeah. And I don't, I think they changed the name of the island. Uh, I, gu- I guess before we get too far into it, I'm assuming you watched the the English dub of this film. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's um, 
my description of the English dub would be interesting in, in quote marks. Yes, I did watch the English dub of it. It was quite amusing. All right. Um, this was the same, that's the same version I watched. Um, what, what is nice to note is kind of going through the wiki and a few other sources. It looks like the dub was for, for the most part, um, pretty faithful to the actual Japanese script. So yeah, it didn't, um, it didn't change a lot. I noticed one or two things that were different in the subtitles versus what was going on on, on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically a little bit later in the film, uh, one of the, the monsters, Gorosaurus attacks, um, Paris, but yes. I think it says, Either Varan or Angirius or one of the other monsters, they they attribute the attack to um, one of the other. Oh, um, oh, Baragon. Yeah, Bar- Baragon. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. They wrongly identified. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I wrote it down wrong because I was just like <laughs> watching it or listening to the dub, and um, I was like, no, that that looks like Gorosaurus, but they said it's Baragon, so they must know yeah. what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that sums it all up, really. I mean, it, it's. I, I think the the monster uh, land thing is quite amusing as well because I mean, obviously, I know it's done for dramatic effect, and I'm sure back in the '60s when it was filmed, it was. But it also feels like one of those sort of programs where you know, where obviously the narrator's naming the uh, the different monsters on the island that it's almost like they're waving, you know. And here's Godzilla. Hey, here's Mothra. It's just, it's just done in such a, in such a cheesy way. That I mean, I found it amusing. I mean, it didn't spoil the film for me in that regard, but it was done in you know what now you know forty almost forty it's almost forty years ago almost forty years ago it, you know it was obviously done for dramatic effect, but it was amusing watching that bit. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's. I think the whole concept of the film is quite simple. Ultimately, isn't it? Really, it's sort of it. it it's one of those where the the monsters almost take a bit of a backseat at times, don't they? Do you, do you get that impression with the film? Because I thought I thought it was almost more that the, you know, the the human and the you know versus dealing with the you know the the killax, the alien race was a bit more prominent in it. Yeah, the um the monsters are basically used as a weapon in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also maybe subtly a, a force of nature, um, a little bit like we explored that that concept in uh, our our first together episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're they're not um, front and center. They're they're like a showpiece here, absent for three fourths of the film, and then they pop up again. Um, yeah, at the at the, the the climactic battle. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, obviously, it leads to where effectively they get freed from their uh, from uh, Monsterland. Um, you know, like like we said earlier, it's mind control slaves, which I said let let them loose upon the uh, you know the various capitals of the world. So we got Godzilla attacking New York, standard affair, and then we have got Rodan take you know invading Moscow. Um, Mothra's on to uh, Beijing. And obviously, I know, like we said earlier, the Gonosaurus Baragon <laughs> mis, uh, mismatch, which was uh, on Paris, and, Ma- and Manda was uh, on London. So, yeah, they all went through all the different capitals on this one, which, you know, again, 
go, which is to be expected in these sort of films. They, you know, going for the capitals. Um, and then obviously then they turn on to Tokyo, which is obviously going to be you know, one of the prominent cities, you know, throughout the film anyway. So, um, I mean, what did, with the different monsters in this one, do you, do you think it was a good selection? Uh, you know, because all the ones they could have picked, do you think overall it was a decent selection of monsters? Yeah, I mean, they had about 10 years of monsters to pull from. Mm-hmm. Uh, checking the notes, it looks like two of them, um, Varan and um, Manda, are from different series that aren't uh, specifically in-universe Godzilla films. Yeah. Um, but now they are, so we can. I guess they're just yeah. unifying <laughs> that, that uh, metaverse or whatever you want to call it. Sort of yeah. like we eventually see with um, the the comic book films that are out today, kind of creating that shared universe that they can, the directors can sort of play around with. Well, exactly. I suppose ultimately they they can plug them in if as and when they feel like it. I mean, I know obviously the, there's going to be a bit of continuity issues they need to sort out with it, but you know it, it still works. I mean, ultimately, you know the the universe can obviously encompass them, so. They don't. I don't feel they felt out of place in this. It, I mean, it, it, it's very obvious. Like I said earlier, that that Godzilla is very. You know, it, even though it is destroying monsters, it is a very focused film on Godzilla when it comes to the monsters. He he takes center stage. It's almost like the he's the, the main one, and the, the others are sort of taking a bit of a back seat in it, aren't they? Really? I mean, I suppose the only other one really that takes has a bit of. I suppose a bit more attention as well is was probably Rodan throughout other bits of the film, but I think some of them you barely see until the end, don't you? Really, sort of you only briefly see them attacking the capitals, and then, like you said, uh, they creep, you know, creep in sort of <laughs> towards the end of the film. Um, so yeah, so you, the, and like you put in the notes for the episode, Goofy probably does sum up <laughs> a lot of this film, especially some of the aesthetics. Um, because um, effectively, there's there's a moon base um, on uh, you know in the film, which I suppose what what was the sort of main purpose of the moon base? I think it was to I suppose just to to monitor them, wasn't it? Really to keep a keep a track of them. Was that actually the main? Because I didn't really actively saw what the main purpose of it was. Um, I think that's what they relegated it to on the IMDb and maybe the wiki. Um... I know that the director, he was making this film possibly as if it was like the, one of the last Godzilla movies. Like right. I think yeah. that was the impression they were under. And well, with that in mind, this this didn't feel like a climactic film. It was just <laughs> like, okay, I guess we'll throw everyone together and okay um that's it what would I mean, there, there was no there was no big scene that was like there's no more godzilla it just stopped um yeah but, but also um i think they were on under um budgetary constraints so mm. there was supposed to show um more like colonization of the moon and yeah due to budget reasons there's there's a base with this like one or two rooms <laughs> yeah, about that isn't it really yeah three guys in a telephone mm. i mean that was about it really wasn't it yeah it was, they're yeah, sweet yeah sweet video phones yeah 
Wait, where you're on oh. the video, but you still had to hold the head handset up to your head. Yeah, just to hear it. Yeah, just you know, they they're not that advanced yet. You know, it's it's funny because you you like you said it. You can tell there is budget issues with the film because they do reuse a lot of the you know a lot of their um, locations and also everything feels quite minimalistic doesn't it i know often those sort of films from that era did but everything whether it's the monsters whether it's the base even down to the the costumes they're wearing everything is very minimal which like i said i don't think take it, it takes anything away from it but they you know they would probably argue it was style whereas we would probably say it's budget <laughs> sort of reading between the lines um, but like I said, the moon base is quite is quite minimalistic. I mean, effectively, the sort of the story moves on with the um, the sign. Well, effectively, scientists, isn't it, being sort of controlled by the the Killax? Um, which it, it was it was a bit creepy. You know, most of us suppose it would have been creepy back in the sixties with the um, you know with the mind controlled sort of side of things, and they're all, they're almost like sort of zombies, weren't they? To a degree, the the sort of the two main you know that sort of male and female scientist combo that were that were um, take you know taken as slaves. Um, you know when they were when the, the sort of guards find them and such like, and you know hey what's what's going on? You know that that those over dramatic voices. Oh, that English dub. Sorry, I, I know I'm going off on a tangent. But that English dub <laughs> just cracks me up all the way through. I mean, I know obviously when you you know when you're dubbing a film, it is difficult when you're trying because obviously you're trying to tailor the script to what the actor or actress is saying on the on the, you know on the role. But it was just there was these moments where you know I can't I don't know his name, but you know the um, the sort of the guy overseeing it, the guy with glasses and a moustache. Um, you know, he was. Sort of, I don't know what, what in the he, beginning. Yeah, he was. He was in okay. it throughout. He was sort. Of, he was over. You know, he was overseeing the main character. You know, the main hero. He was sort of overseeing it. You know, um, and such. I think he was probably the head of that committee. Okay, you know, the, yeah, that's um, Doctor Yoshida. That's, or, a, that's yeah. Yoshido is credited. Yeah, but that sounds weird. Yeah. So I think it's Yoshida. Yeah. Yeah, you see, that's it. So I mean, him. He was t- at times. He, whoever was using his voice actor was really debatable. There's sort of there's these sort of moments throughout the film where there's almost like a pause between a couple of words because obviously the actor was saying like it would be like what's that over there <laughs> there'd be like that little sort of pause in between because obviously the actor is saying different words to the to the dub it was brilliant I was there's a, there's this one scene in um, sort of fairly early on in the film where um, where Doctor Shida is on that on the you know the lovely uh, um, you know, video telephone <laughs> thing. He's talking to the main character, you know, the main you know protagonist in um, in his ship, and you know, and they're saying, "Well, you know, you got you got to go, you know, you got to go there." And he's like, "Okay, do we do we need to be armed?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, make sure you're armed. Take make sure you've got guns. You know, you, you expect anything." And then the main the main hero just goes, "All right." <laughs> it so casually like you know it'd be, it'd be like you just asked him for he said oh would you like a cup of tea and oh sorry we don't have any sugar oh all right <laughs> it, was, it was so casual not like you give him any 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 insight of what what he used to be expecting you know, this was sort of taken shortly after when the uh the monsters were attacking you know so the, the you know the, so the main protagonist um didn't sort of really know what was going on at that point but oh, the dub was fantastic at times it fantastically hilarious um yeah so um yeah so obviously once the scientists are 
are um, have been brainwashed and have set the uh, the monsters loose. There's a lot of sort of toing and froing, isn't there? Really, at that point, I find that the sort of the middle bit of the film gets a bit dry, a bit stagnant. Yeah, <laughs> dry. Yeah, it's sort of there's not really that. There is things going on, but it seems like it's been pieced together a bit, hasn't it? It's sort of it, there's no real sort of. It's almost like well, we'll do a dramatic start. You know, the monsters, Monsterland. You know, here they are causing havoc. They've, you know, the the you know the aliens have brainwashed the scientists and who've re- released them, etc. And then there's this sort of you know that middle bit is a bit meh all the way through, and then it obviously comes to the the big climax at the end with the monsters fighting and such like. It's almost like they, it's almost like yeah, just get to the good bit. Come on, you know, we this is getting a bit. I said getting a bit dry, isn't it? So um, do, yeah, did you feel that as well? Or that middle bit. Yeah, it was a little bit of a slog to sit through that part. Um, it feels like the issue that they might have had was coming up with the motivation for the key lock. So, mm. so basically, for anyone that I mean hasn't seen the movie, which would be a <laughs> large chunk of you, um, the the key lock take control of some of these um, UNSC members. And they're setting uh, the monsters loose on the globe. Mm-hmm. So they they do a sort of, well, this would predate it, of course, but they're doing that kind of uh, Austin Powers, Dr. Evil um, message to the globe, you know, <laughs> televised thing to say, hey, we're, we're here to um, sort of colonize your planet. Uh, yep. You should give it to us. And if you don't, we're just going to destroy everything. Or I don't even think they do that. I think they think they said, we're going to destroy everything so we can rebuild your planet in our image. Or for us. Yeah, yeah effectively, yeah. They sort of, they effectively, you know, blackmail them, don't they? Just sort of say, well, you know, you either either let us let us live here, everything will be fine, no no problem. Or we, yeah, we just let them loose. You know, it's, like I said, it is, it is very James Bond, Dr. Evil- just take over the world. Um, I mean, I think the, I think to be fair with the Killax, they, you know, the alien race, they, they could have done a bit more with them. I think, I think they could have done a bit more. What I mean by that is they could have done a bit more with explaining them. I know obviously they could have sort of used it as a bit of a mystery, but I think they could have sort of explained their background a bit more. They could have made them a bit more prominent just to sort of make it a bit, whereas like I said, effectively, they did focus a lot of this again, especially that middle part. They focus a lot of it on the main protagonist and his soldier, you know, his, his, uh, you know, his unit effectively, you know, sort of chase, chasing tail really, wasn't it? Uh, you know, I, th- I think that, and again, it wasn't even, excuse me, it wasn't even really to do with monsters at that point. It was mainly chasing the brainwashed, you know, scientists and, and the, and the, you know, the kill acts really, but they didn't really, focus on them as that much they sort of came in and out um they didn't you know in effect with the killers were just one main evil woman wasn't it their sort of leader queen yeah queen yeah effectively and then didn't really the the others were were, well it only seemed like there was five of them anyway (laughs) yeah well i mean no one ever i don't think they had any lines no maybe maybe one or two and then they they were speaking through um uh, Dr. Otani and Kyoko Manabe, uh, the administrators of Monsterland that were 
sort of mm-hmm. mind control in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Yeah, effectively. So, so I suppose, yeah, that's right. I suppose that was one way of, you know, portraying them. But, you know, it could have been a little bit better, couldn't it? It could have just been a bit more, because, you know, they could have been uh, quite an interesting race. But, I mean, effectively, they there was nothing, as an alien race, there was nothing really about them that set them across as an alien race. I mean, obviously, they, they were effectively humans, which is absolutely, you know, which from a, from a story point, it's absolutely fine. But there was nothing about them that set them aside from any other alien race in any other media. There was nothing really about them that you really knew. They were just, you know, they could have been named anything. They could have come from anywhere, and you really wouldn't have cared. No, <laughs> it, was it, just, it, it didn't you know, matter. No, effectively. So, it, but, um, I mean, yeah, it was... For, for plot purposes, or I guess meta plot, um, the Kelak are cast as that, um, I think a concept, um, more than a character or, you know, yes. that they're, they're, that they are literally the concept of colonialism and destructive yeah. colonialism that comes in and gets rid of a culture all in the name of like progress. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's relevant to, well, really what Japan um, had set out to do um, in World War II. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't I don't know specifically um, how much of that the the director <laughs> may or may not have been intending, but that's what it comes across as. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's more sort of the simple. Like I said it's more of a symbolism, isn't it? Really, that. Sort of detailed, which, which like I said, it fits. It fits the film. Yeah, no, right? it, I'm not it, saying it I'm not fine. saying it's out of place, but it, it just, just needed to know. be like a little bit more developed, or something could have been trimmed um, somewhere yeah. else. There was a lot of, especially the um, the UNSC, or I guess the um, that uh, what's that what's that ship? The um, SY SY three, yeah, um, that yeah. crew. Uh, they were just running back and forth. It's it's like the film was meant to be about them, like a a cool um science team. Yeah. Um, which we get. I mean, we get that later in other shows. Um, where it's more developed. Um, mm-hmm. this is just. It seems like this is sort of like a pilot. Uh, for for this couple of these concepts to see if it would work. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's why that middle bit is seems like the crew of the SY3 are just literally just chasing tail. They're just going backwards and forwards without really doing particularly that much. You know, like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they're not, you know, they're not, they could have been a bit, again, it could have been put to better use. I think it's almost, like I said, they've sort of just, it literally feels like they're filling time doing these errands and, <laughs> and sort of going backwards and forth, you know, until, like I said, it's coming to a climax. Um, I mean, I there's the bit which which is to do with the um, where they start finding those uh, little orbs, don't they, throughout the sort of throughout the globe? Yeah. Um, where they find that's how they're controlling the, the how the killers are controlling the the monsters. They're sort of set in different locations. They're literally an orb, probably the the size of a small, I don't know, small. Yeah, they'll fit in like a coconut. So (laughs) yeah, which actually one of them was, wasn't it? (laughs) I remember. It's like so. When did these like? When did they set this in motion? Because it would have had to been like years 
years ahead. It's like buried in rocks in the top of uh, it was like the Andes or something. I don't remember some random mountain range. Yeah, it see, they seem to be everywhere. They were sort of they were in like they were in, one was in a coconut. There was one. There was a couple in like like Spanish churches or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ruins and then, or something. Yeah, they were just sort of in the most random locations. Obviously, they were sort of spread out so that it would that they could control um, all the different monsters depending on obviously where they were in the world. I think they, from memory, they had like a was it a two thousand kilometer radius? Yes. To, um, to, and, and they to, even show that on a map, right? So yeah, that's not a very big radius. No, and no, on the map, not. there's just large swaths of you know no coverage. Like so, yeah. How were they controlling the monster? They just hope they're going to, like, hit those little, you know, bumps? Well, exactly. I, I just got this sort of image where you've got, you know, you can have a, a gap of, you know, of thousands and thousands of, you know, miles or kilometers and, and where, like, one of the monsters is just aimlessly wandering around, like, not being controlled by anyone. It could, could, could have a little sleep in the middle. <laughs> none, of their, none of their little, you know, control orbs would uh, would pick them up. It was, like you said, on the, when you saw it on the map, you saw these big red dots of, uh, of you know, obviously indicating a 2,000-kilometer radius where they would be picked up, unless they sort of said, oh, well, we'll put them near a capital city, and you know, as long as they don't wander off too too much, they'll be fine. But yeah, it was a bit of, <laughs> a bit of an odd concept. And there was that little there was that little funny scene as well with the um, where I think when the first one gets discovered, he, he sort of discovered like a, by a farmer or someone like that. I can't remember. He was, and then he takes it to the local um, policeman to sort of say, look, look, look what I found. And then the guy, the, the they give they unfortunately gave the police officer the most goofy voice ever. To on the dub, you know, to sort of like, I got, I don't have time for this, <laughs> you know, sort of, sort of the situation. And then it's like, obviously well, that's they what... didn't know what it was. He was like, I found this metal ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's is? like, well, I've got time for this. And then what's then what's funny? Then in the background, you get the the SY three, which like I said, uh, the SY three is the, the you know the science the the main sort of ship that the uh, the sort of the main characters use that. They just see it. It's obviously flying in the background. They're obviously looking through binoculars, and then and then like the police officers like, "What's that?" And then like the the farmer that found the ball is like, "Oh, that's the SY three. Like, why would he know? You know, it's like, it's everyone like, everyone knows the SY three. Like, oh, they, yeah, they were. The SY3. I think some kids are like, "Oh, it's the SY three. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was like, the kids that pointed it. Out. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. It was. Yeah. It was, uh, oh no. I think. I think like, actually. I think the. I think the. The. The farmer. Again, I'm saying he's a farmer. I could be wrong, but he's that the equivalent. And he. Um. I think his son was on the. Worked on the moon base or something, or had some. Oh connection no, he does. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the, it. He's the like, oh, my son works there. Comes and then and that's, the, that's where the police officer goes, uh, oh, how is he? Oh, yeah, he's fine. Oh, great. Good thing we found the, the dude that has a son in the uh, organization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then what's funny is the fact they find one orb in that place and then they find all of them. Oh, there's one in a coconut up here. It's like, it's like, yeah, how were they tracking understand. those orbs? I don't know. They seem to just have some device that tracks it. But it was the fact that like they found one and were like, "Oh, we found them all now." They were just look. It was one in my desk all along. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, well, I mean, it was it was the same thing with uh, when when all the monsters attacked the various capitals, which were great scenes, by the way. Because to to signify that they all had to destroy like a famous landmark. Yeah. 
You know, yes, like uh, Gorosaurus pops up under the Arc de Triomphe and just, like, Triumph, crushes yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, he it could was... have attacked any city, but he could be right there. Yeah. Or else we wouldn't was... know what city it was. Yeah, it was, uh, but um, I think what also made it, I think I found amusing, which was it was, it was to do with obviously when, obviously you see you're seeing the scene of you know the monster destroying, like I said, a, a famous landmark in that particular capital. Is obviously you've got a local, you know, oh, oh yeah, the, 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 the local voice, um, yeah, the the newscaster or whatever, yeah talking about it so yeah that was that was great and it was just it was so funny because it was it was bordering racist was it, it was so like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, i'm not gonna do it but if one of us just mimicked an accent it was, and oh i'm russian was, it, now yeah it was it was just the fact that like when he when the french one was obviously you know talking about the art you know art triumph being destroyed it was almost like if he had went sacre bleu yeah I was you know, with the art de triomphe he's been destroyed he was like oh come on it's, it was <laughs> it was peter sellers he was there <laughs> dubbing this and it was awesome it was, that's what it felt like it felt so the stereotypes were just oh just completely up there it was so funny but uh, that's again. That's I think I spent the first half an hour of the film just laughing. It was just laughing at these little bits that you know. Which again, I suppose it, it, it comes with the time, though. I think you know the films of that era did do that sort of thing. I think that it's only now in hindsight that we're look, you know we're looking back on it. It just seems ridiculous, but obviously at the time it was you know it was for a dramatic effect. And and like I said, it, it, like you said with the with the um, the structures being destroyed it, it does have a, an impact it, it and it was the fact they were being destroyed with such ease as well wasn't it it was just like yeah there we go art triumph put a foot through it that's destroyed it yeah. was and also i think it gave us a good indication of oh, oh people that have never seen any of these films before how the monsters you know what what they're capable of doing also the um like for example, was it Mothra? I think took out like a train. You know, it was just they were sort of playing to their strengths, yeah, weren't like they? The track. Yeah, yeah you know, it, yeah, it sort of it, it did have you know a good bit of impact, and it sort of it was almost like a taster, wasn't it? Really, but before you got to this slightly mundane middle bit of the film where there wasn't really any monsters around, that you know, at least look, look what they can do. You know, sort of building up a you know a, a bit you know for the uh, for the climax on this. Um, yeah highly amusing but um so then sort of sort of after they find the um uh the globes uh yeah so you got in the notes the killer like living metals that's it yeah you're right actually they were that was what was fine wasn't it that they're they can't be sold can't withstand cold environments they again they sort of just make assumptions on that don't they is that because they they blow that's it they 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 managed to blow up the the sort of entrance to the base there's a bit of a is it a force field around where they are so the, the SY3 crew uh, go in, destroy the um, the barrier that's the, the, that's protecting the Killack, and then they sort of they're sort of creatures, weren't they? Yeah, they're like, like they're, little slugs. Slugs, yeah. They sort of they go from being human, you know, sort of humanoid to yeah, being slugs that hide under rocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which like was an odd choice. Spheres, <laughs> like a, yeah, they all look the same, so. I'm guessing maybe that's, you know, like a little hermit crab has to have a little shell. That's what that looked mm. like to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of a, it was just a bit of an odd one. Because then, because again, the main protagonist sort of seemed to go, oh, yes, they don't like the cold. It's like, well, that's a bit of a, bit of a sweeping statement. It's yeah, like, it was there a was bit, nothing a to indicate that at all. When yeah, you're just it. like, yeah, they, 
It's a, it's a known fact they don't like the cold. <laughs> I've just looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was just a bit of a yeah, bit of an odd uh, assumption. But he was right. But it was a bit of, a bit of an odd one. Um, and then I'll I tell you what I did find quite amusing as well. Um, there's a bit where the where the two obviously the two main uh, scientists or you know the administrators of uh, Monsterland um, when they're still obviously under under control. Um, there's a bit where the, the 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 woman scientist and obviously her henchmen are being broadcast across the world, like you know these are the people to watch out for, and then you know and they're on a, a what appears to be I think a subway train at the time, and then it just makes me laugh that that she walks out of the train station, she's then frisked by the you know by the the um, I don't know they're the, the police security. are they but the security and the fact they just she just com- goes completely through it. So yeah, they have the a me- picture, like in their They hands. literally have a picture. She's the only female, and she's the me- you know female in the in this in this group, and is well, you know, would instantly stand out. And they're like, "Yeah, go go through." <laughs> I was like, "Why? How would that happen?" It's yeah, so, well, she was dressed terrible. very fancily. Yeah, was like, was busy, yeah, because that's because he's busy admiring her uh, earrings, which obviously <laughs> then plays a part, doesn't it? Because um, um, that actually turns out to be a mind control device, isn't it? It's actually in her earrings. Yeah. There's this funny scene where she, after she's been, you know, been frisked and, and, you know, on her merry way, she then goes to the, I presume it's the, the, the UNSC building, you yeah, know, where they their, all are with the press and such. Yeah. So she turns up and, and, uh, she, uh, always says, Oh, I've got, you know, I've got something to say. And, and then I just thought it made me laugh that, what is the main protagonist's name in this? I keep calling him protagonist, the hero, but oh, what's his um, name? Katsuo. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, I'll keep calling him protagonist. It's probably easier. He he then <laughs> he then decides to attack her and then tear off her earrings. That was um, the worst. I was like cringing watching him rip her earrings off. Yeah, <laughs> like he couldn't he couldn't just you know take them out. He ripped them through the lobe. I was like, why? Dude, no, it was horrible. Come on. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It, it was. A, but again, I don't know how he knew. It was. There was no concept of why he knew that. That because obviously, sorry, just backtracking a bit for anyone that's listening. The 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 mind control devices were effectively like little little mini yeah, pearls, little weren't ball they? Ball bearings. They little, yeah, like a ball Small. bearing. Yeah, you first see it with the the sort of her partner, well, her work partner earlier, which is the again uh, another Otani. main minister. Yeah, so he he he. Um, a bit, pro- you know, further back in the film, decides to jump out of the building, which is one of the funniest scenes you'll see because you can literally see it's just a rag doll just falling down <laughs> onto the beach. Um, he, he, they, um, he falls down. He, you know, he, he dies, and then there's a, you know, a bit of a shootout between the two sides, and then they, they sort of seem to put, a, you know, put, a, a, you know, scalpel to him, and then, you know take it out of the back and they find this ball is the, uh, the mind control device. So, you know, so obviously there's this concept that, cause I think that's it because she, she doesn't have the scar, does she behind? No, the they, they checked her, her neck. So that little ball is in the earrings. I mean, he could see it. That's, mm-hmm. that's the best I can do is he, it's it, a real long it's a shot. Per- isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's one of those things that he really could have been embarrassed on if he'd got that wrong. <laughs> you <laughs> you know, know, she's just like, her, her no, I'm back. still the key lock, even yeah. though you <laughs> tore my ears. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's quite it brutal. Yeah. And I think what's quite funny as well is the fact that, you know, it's in a room of, you know, know journalists, 30, 40 people, and they yeah. seem to not sort of really be bothered. Like, no one's going, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to her? <laughs> He's just like, come here. <laughs> Give me your ears. <laughs> he just, like, knocks her down. It's, like, tearing the earrings out. I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, it's quite brutal, actually. It was. <laughs> it and, really well, and I think it's worse because the whole time he has just this horrible, like, scowl on his face. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've got to get those earrings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, if it was another type of film, it could be an even more brutal sort of scene. It's a, yeah, it's a bit, in a, in a weird way, it's actually quite uncomfortable to watch. Like I said, I think it's, like I said, it's just purely how he rips her earrings out. It's just done so brutally. And then obviously, rips them out and then she comes to and then you know she's back to her normal self um and then i think there's like the bit where they they all seem to attack tokyo don't they it starts with is it starts with godzilla and rodan and then everyone decides to turn up I believe. yeah they're um Effectively. they're all sent to attack tokyo um and so the the science team has to go find their base Yes, to work, work, to stop the uh, the key lock from controlling the monsters. Yeah, because I mean they cause they they do really quite brutalize. You know, in the short scene it is you do see you know, they do quite brutalize Tokyo because they they literally turn out one at a time and it's you know you get that sort of funny scene where you know the where they all notice they turn up like oh no Godzilla's in sector seven and then like. Oh no, we've got another one in sector three. They're all just turning up at the same time and you know, completely overflowing uh, yeah. Tokyo. Um, that, that was really well done. That that it scene. was actually. I mean, I enjoyed that. Not yeah. the destruction of Tokyo, but <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the um, the way that they put that together. Um, yeah, it was. They didn't it drop was. the ball there. No, it was actually a very well done. And then you got the bit where they obviously the the local militia, you know, attack and. They they can't you know they can't seem to you know they got all these rockets that seem to miss everything and you know all the fire seems to sort of you know and they're mainly going well they're going for all of them but they're obviously as usual they're mainly attacking Godzilla and he's sort of effectively shaking it off um, and then they do they do find the the base don't they um, I believe it's the because there's this sort of scene where they um, so they blow their way through it because they that's it I think the ship gets um, heated doesn't it, it got, the, the ship goes under underground on the moon and then all of these jets of fire go over the ship that seem to sort of effectively look like it's going to cook them so they sort of escape in a little i don't know a little tank. buggy yeah a little <laughs> tank buggy the, combination it was cool yeah it did it was uh, yeah i said the design it's yeah buggy with sort of train with what's train with um tank tank sort of tracks on it and and like i said with a big sort of is it a big sort of cannon or gatling gun on the back of it sort of situation so it had this gatling which you can clearly see that there's like a multi-tube you know it's going to spin and shoot but it just shoots like one laser one laser (laughs) yeah it doesn't spin either no they seem to it's obviously a model that they find because obviously it is effectively a model they just say they just found it somewhere like oh this will (laughs) do it's in the budget (laughs) so yeah it, it blows its way you know there's this sort of dramatic where it blows its way through um, and then they um, effectively find this. What is it? There's this sort of bit with um, 
red lights on it. It's like this sort of orb that they find, and they're sort of trying to, and then you see them trying to, sort of, <laughs> yeah, um, trying to like they're trying to like break it. It's a it's attached yeah. to like some pile not a pylon but a stand. Yeah, and um, it's like a you know it looks like a sort of like a little gyroscope. Yeah, in a, in a sort of glass container. Yeah. Sort of, and, and it's a bit of a point in the scene, really. You see, the, it's almost like you see the methods. Like they're trying to, you know, use a, an angle grinder to sort of cut it off. And then they, like, well, and then there's this bit where, what are we going to do next? I know. And then the, the main protagonist goes, I know what we'll do. We'll burn it off. He just he turns into a pyromaniac. He just goes yeah. crazy. It's just it was just the, um, the whoever was doing his dub just got really excited about it. It's almost like they didn't, they didn't tell him the con, you know. So I'm just going because obviously it'd be one of those situations where I go, I know we'll do. We'll try and burn it off. It was just the way he went. We'll try and burn it off. He gets really excited at that point about it. It's uh, yeah, quite amusing. Um, I mean, the way that a lot of the. Um, American and uh, just English dubs in general, they're they're done differently than um, dubbing um, in Japan. Is in Japan when they're when they're doing a lot of the voiceover work, um, people are all together in the same room, just kind of yeah. lined up with their mics, and they they're able to play off one another. Whereas right. okay. um, in the West, a lot of times you're kind of solo um, in a soundproof room. Mm-hmm reading yep. your lines by yourself and maybe you have, you know, a monitor kind of showing the character so you can try to match your, your words to the mouth. Right. So okay. they're doing all these lines that I think there is no context They're They don't have anyone. They're not hearing the rest of the lines. They're just no. reading it solo. So no. that's why it comes off all weird most of the time. Yeah. That makes sense. I suppose it's similar to, to when they, when the voice actors on 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 video games and such like as yeah. well, isn't it? Booth, they don't often know. They just got they sort of get just told this is the scene. Yeah, this is the concept, you know. And I suppose yeah, it's just it's just it just adds to it really. It's just it like the no, whole, it was, I mean it was whole, great because it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great. And then they um, and this is sort of effectively leading up now to the sort of the main monster fight, isn't it? Effectively, where um, you sort of you've got this um. Is it on the is that on the actual island or is it I can't was it just outside Tokyo where, so where they I actually, think they're just outside Tokyo yeah so they so, yeah <laughs> it's, 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 yeah it didn't really explain <laughs> so they just they all just so all the monsters decide because obviously they're not they're not under control anymore they're sort of yeah they're now they're now one sort of big neutral team as such so they they're outside Tokyo in a you know in a big field which is you know which looks like you've seen in the other films where it's you know effectively going to be a playground for them to fight in um you can see it coming um and so so they're, they're all collected there and then they all turn up and including uh son of Godzilla as well he sort of he creeps in and effectively they have to take on it's King Garada, isn't it? Is that Ghidorah? Yeah, Ghidorah. That's so, uh, yeah. yeah, the the key lock summon King Ghidorah from space. Mm. Yeah, and um, he just comes flying down with his sweet dragon body and three independent moving heads. Yep, probably one of my favorite um, monsters. Uh, I guess um, just real briefly, um, we didn't really describe any of them, so. No, okay. Godzilla, I mean, hopefully everyone knows what Godzilla looks like. 
Giant lizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. You, you see a lot of his, um, his, uh, fire, fire blue, well, his blue fire yeah, attack. He, don't you? he did Quite it a lot in this, this one. which was, yeah, they must've been a chunk of their budget right there. Yeah. <laughs> lighting up his, cause it lights up his, his, uh, his dorsal fins. His back. Yeah. 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 Basically. So it, yeah, you see that. And I mean, before we carry on, what I notice is you, they they all look quite dull in this one, don't they? Compared to you know, again, especially compared to King Ghidorah, it, it you know, it's sort of they look quite dull, don't they? Sort of, yeah. You know, from especially from a color color point of view, they all look they're all sort of browns and you know, sludgy colors, aren't they? Effectively. Yeah, they are, and a couple of these are um, redesigns or um, they're suits that were used before. Yeah. So we're we're kind of getting that second hand look here. Um it's not as bad. The the films that come I think maybe the three or four after this, mm-hmm. the Godzilla suit's just really starting to break down and you can see like the tail's kind of broken and stuff. So <laughs> in this I mean everything looks none of them look bad they just no they don't they're not um at the top of their game I think, no, this no they, they look a bit haggard don't they yeah it's yeah so you, you've got yeah so you've got obviously godzilla you've got son of godzilla which oh, the worst <laughs> it's, it's <a> terrible <laughs> it's it's such a comedy character in there really it's sort of it, he's he's you know if you look at him he's about half half the size of godzilla yeah and, he's know, still big yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's 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 still a, a good size. He's just got there's just nothing about him apart from they've obviously given him a deliberately cute face, you know, to sort of good to say, look, he's a, he's still a little baby. Yeah, there's and nothing. Think, to oh, him. Um, like I, I watched this with my brother, and the whole he just was fixated on how ugly um, Godzuki <laughs> or Min Manila, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think what we we hit upon was Godzilla has. Like the lizard eyes, so his eyes are on the side of his head more. Yeah. Where yes. his son, they're like a human. He has sort of like a childlike, chubby, like a cherub face, which yes. makes it horrifying because yeah. it's, <laughs> it's like kind of like Godzilla, but like a person too, but not in a yeah. good way. Yeah, he's so. he, yeah, he does actually. He sort of he just he does look a bit. Yeah, like it, like he looks like an experiment gone wrong, doesn't he? <laughs> really, he sort of, he really does. He looks like you know, it's it's like the the scene out of Alien uh, Resurrect, you know, Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, kill oh, me! Yeah, the, the <laughs> it's yeah, or it's, like make Brundle fly or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's. We'll have to we'll have to give one of those a go sometime. <laughs> uh, so we also had Rodan. Uh, Rodan's pretty badass. Um, yeah, giant flying pterodactyl yeah. spines. Yep, and uh, and Gyrius, which is like a uh, ankylosaurus, like, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah he's he, he's quite again he's quite prominent in this like this sort of main fight, isn't yeah. he? Really, so he's he got yeah, his screen time. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he's a, yeah he's effectively. I don't know he's a, he reminds me a bit of an armadillo, really. Yeah, an armadillo with spikes on mm-hmm. you know on his on his back with a you know he sort of he's got effectively a horn on his nose and on on sort of behind his eyes and such like. So yeah, he's you know he's quite a prominent character. He's on all fours. Um, uh, who else have you got? You've got uh, Mothra, which uh, you know which well it's the 
the larva, presume, the larva form. The la- the, yeah, the larva version, not the not the uh, the moth version. So he he's again, he doesn't really do that much to be honest. He's effectively just like a worms. big larva. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, and then you've got um, uh, so you got Kamonga as well. Kamonga, Kamonga's the big yeah. spider, spider one, which again which doesn't really have much webs. Webs, yeah. <laughs> I gave, gave it gave it a bit of a pathetic noise, you know, when they sort of, they do their ignore their their yeah their the, monster noise. He's like yeah. yeah, he just sort of just doesn't really do much. But um, he also wasn't <laughs> in like the first half of the film. He just shows up. I was like, what yeah, the spider. He's like, yeah, he's like, hey guys, I'm, I've been here all along, <laughs> just chilling <laughs> and, out. <laughs> and they got uh, Gorosaurus as well, which is just effectively like a Tyrannosaurus, yeah. yeah. Sort of type uh, monster. I mean, like I said, that I don't. You know, I think apart from obviously Godzilla, I'd say it would be probably Rodan, and and uh, it would stay. You know, probably is the only one that other really stands out compared to the rest of them. Yeah. Um, you know, they they they. Do, I mean, they all they all fit their purpose in it. Um, you in, know, in, they all not in the last part though. Like the the final showdown, um, mm. it's just Godzilla, <laughs> Rodan, Mothra, and Gurius. Um, yeah, and a little like Kumanga super briefly um, battling against yeah. uh, King Ghidorah. Yeah, it, do you feel, do you feel this scene with this sort of main fight is quite rushed because it's sort of it's so it's one of those that's sort of over before you know it really. It's one of those that because obviously you 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 know you're dealing with quite a big enemy and they're obviously they're teaming up. Like I said, they don't really focus. You know, it could be in one of those sort of scenes where. Where they all get involved and they all try, where it doesn't feel like they're doing that. You know, Rodan is um, sort of flying off around somewhere. The, yeah, um, they, you know, the I don't know. It's sort they of, did it on yeah. purpose. Um, the I think I, I probably mentioned to you um, in DMs like a bazillion years ago. Um, <laughs> I read uh, those that those essays on Godzilla films. Yeah, and um, the author was talking all the. Maybe I'll put some something in the show notes. Um, okay. He he discusses uh, the logistics of what they're doing for this fight scene, and um, the the biggest problem is you can't have the um, the suits because some some of them are guys in suits, and mm, some of, of them course, are yeah. puppets. Yeah, and several of them. Um, uh, Rodan, King Ghidorah, they have uh, wires, yeah, like attached to them. So yeah, they're flying. They yeah. can't. They have to orchestrate things where they don't collide or get their wires tangled. So okay, that's kind of why um, Rodan's just doing his thing in the periphery, <laughs> and yeah. when Godzilla and Angurius, um are tangling with King Ghidorah, it's very limited because of those wires are holding up each of the individual um, King Ghidorah's heads and his tail right. and his wings. Yeah. yeah, so they can't engage as much as um, we we get a little bit later when we when they do have um, CGI or just guys in suits. Right, that that makes sense. Yeah, now you've said that, that make that makes sense. Really, it's just that, like I said, it, it just comes across as a bit of a rushed fight. Um, I mean, effectively, the, well, for people listening, the actual fight, King King uh, Ghidorah comes down and you know obviously attacks them. I mean, he, he is sort of visually 
quite impressive again compared to the others. He's sort of he, you know, he, he's, his wingspan is quite big. Yeah, he's bigger than they are. Yeah, you know, he do, he does sort of he he does come across as very intimidating, and they you know they naturally all sort of start fighting him. Obviously, Godzilla leads a charge against him. Um, uh, I think it's, is it Angarius that sort of gets a bit of a beating, doesn't he? Really. In this one, yeah, he he, um, he, he doesn't come out of that uh, too <laughs> too good. Um, what was pretty neat though was they. I was surprised at the amount of blood that they were putting yeah. on the um, the figures. And yeah, there was actually they, you're they right. Got, they got pretty messed up, and uh, yeah, King Ghidorah. I mean, he's got, his neck was getting bitten, and I think his tail. So I thought that I appreciated the, that level of detail that they went into making it, you know, as realistic as you're going to do with. Puppets yeah. and dudes in rubber suits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 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 sort of one of those scenes where because uh, Angirius sort of uh, sort of bites one of the one of the heads or one of the necks of one of the heads on uh, King Ghidorah, and he he um, he effectively goes flying with him, doesn't he? Yeah, and uh, and then and then um, one of the other heads on King Ghidorah sort of you know attacks Angirius, and he then. Obviously falls to the floor and he takes a massive he takes a, a massive landing, doesn't yeah, they he? Busts through the ground. Yeah, and actually causes I think like the that's it doesn't that actually causes the the base of the killax to actually be, be exposed, exposed, yeah, doesn't it? Because it causes such a shield, yeah, whatever it is, which is in the side of the uh, the mountain, the mountain there. So yeah. I think it's, it's, it's Mount Fuji, isn't it? I think. I think that's mm, yeah, actually, they're. I think that's where it's actually, supposed to be. Yeah, they're they're below Mount Fuji. You could tell in the earlier scenes, this one is just looks like a little sandcastle. <laughs> what are they yeah, going to do? Yeah, effectively, know? yeah. So he, so he, yeah, so he takes a it takes a landing from quite far up, and then um, I think then obviously that sort of angers the other monsters. No, you because <laughs> actually before he before that happens, he doesn't doesn't then King Ghidorah sort of jump on top of. Angarius, he sort of like sort of starts stomping yeah, he on his head. Stomp, he's like flies up and kind of just steps on him. And I was like, steps on his head, covered in spikes. How is that? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I guess it's just showing sense, how tough uh, King Ghidorah is. This is yeah, he's got tough feet. And he, he then um, and then Angarius sort of seems to sort of just walk off, doesn't he? He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he just, he's, just, he's just, just walks just away. Off, buddy, he's just yeah, like, okay. <laughs> And then so that's when sort of Godzilla leads another charge, and that's when they sort of then just completely as a team just take down King Ghidorah, don't they? They sort of literally just pin him, don't they, to the yeah. to the floor, and and that's like I said with the blood thing. That's where it's quite brutal, isn't it? We're on these on on the necks of the heads, doesn't it? Really, where they're sort of biting, and yeah. and then and, and then uh, I think it's funny because it is with Godzilla just constantly stamping on the neck and head of one of them. And he's like, yeah, just, you just see him just like, it's like, it's like watching a, a wrestling match, you know, where they just sort of just, just keep, just, just keep they brought out the chairs, just yeah. Him down. <laughs> yeah. They literally just, and then, and then sort of to finish it off, there's, um, uh, Manila does this weird, Sort of smoke ring attack, doesn't it? Is that the best way to describe it? I didn't get that. Yeah, he sort of seems. He sort of seems to sort of fire this sort of yeah, this sort of uh, white ring out, you know, of his mouth, which then goes around the neck and head of one of the you know one of the neck and heads of you know the three that uh, King Ghidorah's got, and 
just finishes it off. It didn't, but it doesn't really do anything. It sort of just seems to just go over its head. Like and stuns him, and he just yeah, just flops down, you know, doesn't flops it? Down. It was yeah. it was good. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the I think just to fit again, just a bit afterwards. Um, I think who's it? It's um, Mothra and is it Kamonga that sort of do this sort of spray thing afterwards? Yeah, they just like spray him with webs to yeah, just to, up. Just, just to finish it. <laughs> it looks like it's going over all the other monsters. The way it's sort of filmed, it's like that was yeah, like. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a post production effect. They didn't. Yeah, actually, they couldn't shoot webs over things with strings on them already. I no. think. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so you don't see him actually get wrapped up, but they just no. apply it. Just, yeah, it's just, yeah, some, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, and then that's when, obviously, you see, uh, what's that, that dragon, is it Red Dragon? Yeah, Fire so, Dragon. Fire so Dragon. Godzilla just knows to go break the, um, the little sphere in the mountain. Yeah. He just yeah. goes over and busts it up, and, um, the I mean everyone's cheering. Oh, they've been destroyed, yeah. and yeah, the yeah. Uh, the keylock are like, "Aha! You don't know we have fire dragon," and so this, <laughs> they summon another thing from space, and it's just you know it's a it's a rotoscoped um like a I don't know Ball phoenix fire, isn't it? phoenix yeah. kind of looking thing. Yeah, it's got, there's no real detail on it. Yeah, so. it's just sort of a way in the beginning, and uh, yeah, and that's where. It turns out just to be a flying saucer, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, it's just a ship <laughs> spinning just, really it. fast. <laughs> yep, <laughs> effectively. And then they said Godzilla sort of takes out the base, and then the Killak sort of basically go back to being slugs again. Yeah, <laughs> under rocks. Yeah, well, their shields busted, so they <laughs> yeah. they they're affected by the cold. Yeah, exactly. And they just and then sort of to finish off the film, the. Uh, Sort of the main characters have a little helicopter ride over, don't they? So I presume they're back on Monsterland. They, yeah, they're just they're back on Monster Island, Island, and the monsters are back they're there back. and under control. And it's just funny. It's the, I think the best bit is the fact that they just they're waving at them, like yeah. with smiles. Hey, Godzilla! Hi. He's like he's just like thanks for everything. <laughs> just, thanks uh, for protecting us. Slave, and that's it. <laughs> that is the movie. Yeah, nice. Destroy yeah. monsters. Yeah. So, um, yeah. what? Uh, I guess to wrap this up, uh, hmm. well, it's a, it's a little little goofy. Um, yes, and very it's, goofy. Has some cool like little set pieces. Yeah, uh, overall, I mean, I enjoyed the film. Uh, yeah, I did too. Now, had was this your first time watching it? Yes, yeah. Like I said, I, I was aware of the film, yeah, but I'd never seen it, and obviously, it's, it's a difficult one to get hold of to watch at the moment, especially um, in in the UK. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's like I said earlier, it's about an hour and a half long. It's not particularly that, you know, so it's not particularly long. It's it's decent. I mean, it's, it's like I said. I think, like a lot of them, you just don't take them seriously. It's a, it's a, it's an. It, obviously, it's not a deliberately comedy film, but you know, it, there's a lot of funny parts in it, especially if you, you know, have the English dub on it, which is, you know, is comical at times. Um, but I think, as as a whole, it comes across well. It shows the, you know, all the different sides of the monster. I mean, effectively, it is just promote. It is mainly promoting Godzilla. Um, you know, because it, it is effectively, without the name of it, it is a Godzilla film in 
in you know in that sort of thing. It's uh, but I, I enjoyed it. You know, I don't I don't regret watching it, and it's and it's been a funny one to talk about. <laughs> compared to some of the you know if you think some of the you know the films we did recently like pacific rim and and kong and such like which you know obviously have their funny moments but this one in contrast is is just hilarious but yeah did you enjoy it overall yeah i mean i had a lot of fun and uh i guess one one last thing i did uh mean to cover is the the creature Manda was probably my favorite. Um, he looks like a, like a Chinese dragon. And I, out of all of them, whatever they use for that, um, the puppet, I mean, it was the most effective. Like I was actually kind of creeped out just looking at, like I was imagining like this was the the best looking one of, you know, whatever they're using for their budget. Um, enough that, uh, uh, so, so Manda is from, um, as we mentioned, um, Atragon, which was yes. filmed in, um, I think 1963. Three, yes. it, was, it was a little bit before this, um, and didn't appear in any other Godzilla films, um, until later. He's in, mm-hmm. uh, I, don't what, I know he's in Godzilla Final Wars, which I haven't seen, but, um, mm-hmm. now I'm, now I want to go watch because he's in it. It's probably <laughs> yeah. the coolest one. Yeah, and he, I think he, he, he crushed a bridge. He he yeah, constricts he, a few he, things in the film. Yeah, which he, was cool. Yeah, he he, he sort of wraps because he's like in effect like a constrictor snake, isn't he? Like a python. Yeah. He sort of yeah. he, he's based on a Japanese dragon though. But he, yeah, he, there's a scene when when they're taking you know with earlier where they're just destroying Tokyo. He he wraps himself around a, a train track, doesn't he? You know, a, and sort of just destroys the, the yeah. Well, it destroys it basically but yeah he's he's actually impressive of yeah he he did like i say you just don't see that much of him unfortunately no he yeah he yeah. wasn't in the final fight um i think no. probably because uh again of the wires it was maybe yeah. too much to handle um dealing yeah, with him and sense. king Ghidorah and everybody else and yeah. try you can't really use him to wrap around i don't know the size of the um you know the the model or whatever they're using yeah. for Amanda, yeah. but it's King Ghidorah is obviously, I think it's a, a guy in a suit for some yeah. parts oh, of it. Yeah. So yeah. probably just can't wrap something that's much smaller. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, out of them, I thought that was the most impressive monster. <laughs> yeah. He was good. No, oh, there we go. Yeah. Like I said, we, we could do Godzilla final wars at some point as well. Something to think about for the future. Yeah, and um, so I guess that's kind of wrapping things up. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, for any um, listener or any <laughs> for listeners out there, uh, <laughs> uh, if you have um, yeah comments or um, questions or any prompts um, for uh, this particular episode for the Destroyal Monsters, um, yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd love to hear um, comments on this. Uh, Definitely. Reviews on iTunes. That'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. yes, and if you have requests for another uh, kaiju film, um, we like those. So yeah. <laughs> send them our way. You know, we'll, yep. we'll uh, take them into consideration. Um, Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, it was good uh, talking with you again, Matt. Yeah, um, it's been good. <laughs> where can uh, people find you on the internet? Uh, as always, it's uh, I'm on Twitter. It's uh, at Ninja Badger and the number seven. Um, yeah, anyone wants to talk or 
throw us ideas of you know future episodes or such like it'd be great to hear because you know, we're pretty open to anything aren't we we want yeah. we want to cover sort of a broad range of things um and where, where can people catch you dave um i'm also on twitter at sentient underscore plus and you can find the our uh podcast twitter at m-o-n underscore d monster mm-hmm. and yeah um send us comments you know thoughts um stuff for future episodes uh or yeah. if you want like to talk about an episode we've already covered um i'll talk about it again <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> all right and that's us signing off thanks guys <laughs>